Now introducing the Minor Wisdom Trio! Minor Wisdom! Tony Award nominated lighting designer Jennifer Schriever is on this week. I geeked out a little bit having her on in the backstory. Uh, real quick, the backstory is I'm in this master's program at Texas A&M Commerce, and one of our projects, or really the only project, uh, no, one of our projects in uh, one of these one of the classes I took this summer was to just do a little bit of research, a week long kind of research thing on a designer, and um, right or wrong, this. You know, this project was very vague, uh, and it said, you know, they said you can do a designer you already know, or do somebody you've you've never heard of before. And it's not that I hadn't heard of Jennifer Schriever. It's uh, her name was rather prominent in the news very recently because of her Tony nomination with a strange loop. And so I thought, well, why not? Why not uh, focus on her? And so I do this thing where. It's kind of old school um, where you reach out to the person to try to talk to them, to get to know them. And so I did. I reached out to, I literally reached out to her people and they replied within, I think, a day, day and a half or something like that and included her in the reply and then just started a conversation with her and we scheduled some time to chat and she was uh, amazingly gracious and allowed me to chat with her on the record and sort of do some focus of what this podcast is designed to do, and that is kind of uh, the educational element to it. So we had a great chat, and I geeked out a little bit. I mean, she was, I mean, no offense to Jennifer Shriver, but she she's not Beyonce, so I didn't feel like I was talking to, uh, you know, somebody that was just completely out of my uh, stratosphere, but to be talking to a Tony-nominated lighting designer as myself being a lighting designer and somebody and you know we're our ages are not far off so uh we have similar backgrounds and and all that stuff and so it was just really really fun uh to chat with her and i hope that it leads to so you know this idea that i have there are a couple of people that have been pushing me to create content behind a paywall and um, I am not opposed to it, but it is something that I, I just, you know, it's that imposter syndrome thing. It's something that I don't know what I would create. And so then it finally dawned on me after talking to her is that I could try to reach out to more Broadway designers and actors and producers and directors and things like that. And, you know, if I even if I get one out of 10 that say yes, then that's something that I could put behind a paywall and put... Uh, sort of more premium content, if you will, on like a Patreon or something like that. So that may come around, that may happen at some point. What did happen this week is that I started teaching a class at the University of Houston. I started an adjunct role at the University of Houston. Go Cougs, whose house? Cougs house, that's right. Anyway, I started... Uh, a class called Stage Design for Educators. I didn't start the class, but the class started this week. Uh, I don't know when the class started, uh, you know, on the record. But Gary Cooper uh, left, and that's, 
you know, some news that he broke on his Facebook. I, I, I knew it a, a couple weeks ago, but, uh, and he replaced his classes that he was teaching. He hasn't replaced the job yet, but the classes that he was teaching, he replaced with some really amazing teachers as well as myself. So I had an absolute blast doing adjunct work or teaching, you know, I'm, I'm doing the whole semester with these six students and it was just like, it was everything that I want it to be as someone that wants to teach on the college level, not necessarily going away from my current job, but picking up a class or two every semester would be amazing. And teaching, talking to college kids, there's just, you know, yes, there's, there's very little money in teaching at the college level, unless you're tenured. Um, that's not why I would want to do it. It's just, you, you don't have any stress. I mean, the stress is almost your, just your own personality. Just don't say the wrong thing. Just don't screw up and be stupid. But, um, as, uh, evident, uh, at another school just North of Houston. But, um, my situation is I just get to sit and talk with six kids that want to be theater educators and, it's really, 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 really fun. It was, or at least the first day was really fun. The other thing that's happening is this week I'm going to Los Angeles to walk my first red carpet because uh, I think I talked about this already, but I did sound for a movie almost two years ago, and that movie is finally getting its big premiere. It's been it's been on the uh, festival gambit for a while, and it did win a couple of things. Um, uh, but it's finally premiering, you know, big time. And so I thought I was talking to my wife, my wife, about uh, going, and she said absolutely. So it's the first and maybe only red carpet that I experience in my lifetime. So I am going. I'm wearing a very bold outfit. Why not? Uh, you only do it once, you know, <laughs> unless you're like a celebrity, and then you do it like all the time. But um I'm going to have fun this week, so I'll have some stories next week as well. But uh, that's it, really. You know, sign up for TXCTA. Please, please sign up for TXCTA. There are lots of exhibitors. The exhibitor floor is almost sold out. That's really cool, except for colleges and universities. There aren't as many as I would like to see, but as far as, like, people to come talk to to uh, that are going to have some swag, uh, some great companies that are going to be there to just to make your life better as an educator, all that good stuff. Uh, that's pretty much sold out. So please sign up. Come on. I'm teaching too. There are lots of actually really great workshops that are going to happen at TXCTA. And I know they get a bad rap of like repeating workshops. And yeah, it's happening again. But uh, there are some repetitive workshops and some people that are really amazing that have been on this podcast that got their workshops denied that I know would have killed it. Uh, but, um, you know, there are going to be some really great ones, some new ones, some fresh ones, uh, cause I do know a couple of people that got approved. And so that's really cool. Yes. They're going to be some of the same things there. Just skip them. Or if you're new to teaching, go to them. There's, there's probably a reason that they bring back repetitive repeating workshops, not done at TTEC, but it is done at TXCTA and just two different formulas and formats. Anyway, I have talked enough. I'm super excited to release this interview that I had a few weeks ago with the Tony Award-nominated A Strange Loop 
uh, lighting designer, Jennifer Shriver. Enjoy. Um, my name is Jen Shriver. I am a lighting designer. I live in New York City. I'm sitting in my room in Washington Heights. Um, my son is out in the living room watching TV. I, um, I grew up in New Jersey, right outside the city. Um, but we didn't watch theater at all. We weren't a theater family. Um, I found theater randomly. Honestly, I think actually due to my parents getting divorced, my parents got divorced when I was 11 and, um, it like coincided with like me, like randomly signing up for a theater group. Um, I was never interested in performing, um, but I was interested in theater. So, um, because I grew up so close to New York city, I was able like this theater group in middle school was able to take us once, you know, once a year. So we, I saw two shows in the city, two Broadway shows. And I remember being like, you know, totally knocked over and influenced and obsessed and curious about stagecraft and design. Um, and you know, I feel like a lot of folks who find their way into theater, especially in high school, are like either looking to be like on like the star or looking for like uh, a crowd. And I think I was looking for, you know, I was looking for my people. Um, so I found the theater in high school. That's so right. we happen to have this quite uh, sophisticated theater um, program in terms of tech theater. Like there was, they were there was uh, a guy, a theater guy. Um, you know, and it was all the students created the work, they built the set, they did the lights. And if they were interested, he sort of guided them into design. So um, I got to start to design in high school. And this theater guy was like a local stagehand that just had side gigs, um, doing these high school gigs. Um, but he was a real artist. So he was the lighting designer. His name was Jared Saltzman. He's still around in, in the, you know, North Jersey area being a stagehand. And he, um, he had an artist's eye and I saw what he was doing when he was doing lighting design. And I thought like, I'm obsessed. I want to do this. So he sort of took me under his wing and let me mess up and play and, and mess around. Um, and I knew in high school that I wanted to do lighting. So it's funny now I'm 42. So it's, you know, 20 plus years later since high school and all my friends or fo folks I ran into from high school are like, you're still doing it. Um, but I ended up having no idea wh where you learn theater lighting. I don't think he, he, I think he had gone to NYU. He was quite a bit older than I was. Um, and I, I didn't know, but I didn't really know how to do that. And that like my family didn't have a ton of money. So like a fancy school was sort of out of the question and I didn't quite know what to do. Um, then when, by the time I was a senior, I had some friends at Emerson and I was like, Oh, I want to do that. I visited them. I had no idea how expensive it was. And what I did when I was 18 is I just like, I was like loans, give me a loan. And they're like, here's, here's a huge amount of money. You can, my parents were like, absolutely not. We cannot pay for this. And I just took out a loan all by myself. I had some friends who were older and they got jobs at the Arizona theater company. And I was 19 years old and I was like, I'm coming with you. So I moved to T Tucson, Arizona for two years. Again, my mom being like, what are you doing? What's happening? Uh, and lived in Tucson and worked at the Arizona theater company. I learned by doing like I, I am, I'm, I, so for me, 
going to Arizona and just working, I like they just hired me as an overhire electrician. I got my only other gig I've ever had outside of theater, which was working at a Trader Joe's. And from 19 to 21, I just worked on every show there, absorbed what the designers were doing, absorbed how the process of theater happens. Um, and then realized I really want to go back to school. And I, I, I wanted a mentor. I wanted, you know, or hoped for one. Um, and when I was in high school, I saw a lot of shows in the city. So basically I befriended the older kids and they were like, come to the city. We're going to see shows. So I saw a ton of shows that were happening off Broadway and on Broadway and weird niche theaters. Um, so I sort of had an idea of who the designers were at, at the time. Um, who, who, whose work I was interested in. And one of those people was Brian McDevitt, who now is like six, six Tonys or seven Tonys and is my dear friend. But at the time he was just sort of like this guy whose lighting I liked. Um, and I saw he was teaching at SUNY Purchase and I was like, okay, I'm going to go there. Um, so I applied and I got in and, um, what, by the time I got there, he was sort of on his way out. Like his career was really taking off and he was like, becoming more of like an adjunct or a visitor and less of the, you know, head of the lighting program. So I had to wait a minute, you know, I, I transferred in as a sophomore and it wasn't until maybe October that he came in and taught a single class. And I remember knocking on his door and just saying like, I'll do anything. I'll be your intern. You know, do you have any jobs? I'd love to work with you. I came here for you, you know, in the least creepy way possible and the most hopeful young person way possible. And he took me, he was like, let's do it. So basically from my sophomore year until I, you know, I, I left the nest, the Brian nest, I, I became his intern. And then he hired me to be his assistant. And then, you know, most of my twenties, I was his main associate. And I didn't go to grad school. So I consider Brian my grad school. Working with Brian was my grad school. But my teachers at Purchase, Purchase is interesting because it's it's 40 minutes outside New York. So you get a lot of, there's obviously a main teacher for lighting one, lighting two, and lighting three, which are your sophomore, junior, and senior years. But they also cycle in a lot of guests. And um, so we got to learn from a lot of, voices and now I'm an adjunct there um which is nice because in New York you don't need a master's if you have professional experience which is so I'm so grateful because I love teaching um so I'm an adjunct there and um you know there's something really nice about um one returning to like a really valuable place and two what I like about this place is you know, there are, I'm a voice of many as well as lighting design teachers. And the students might say, Jen, you know, you do it differently. Or Dave said to do it like this. And I'm like, well, that's sort of theater. Like no director is going to say the same thing. Like, of course the process you'll find, everyone will find their process and there are similarities, but there's also a flexibility needed, um, which I learned at purchase. Um, so yeah, I went to purchase and I graduated and I worked with Brian and I always knew I wanted to be design, um, though being Brian's assistant and associate was I'm so grateful for and was so fun and um, afforded me things because being an associate on Broadway is a really nicely paying job. Um, so I was it was hard to leave because I'm like, OK, now I have to go back to being a designer, right, to crawl my way back again. 
Um, but he always supported my design. So I, you know, light a show in a, in a, you know, a dirty, you know, closet with two clip lights and a rheostat. And, you know, while I'm assisting Brian on like some Broadway play and, um, and eventually that, you know, crawl up that ladder. And now, um, and now I'm a designer and I design my own shows and I support my family and I have health insurance and, um, you know, all the good things you, you hope to have as a adult human in this country. Uh, uh, and I have a five-year-old and, um, and I'm filling in for a friend doing overnights <laughs> and, uh, that, that catches us today. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. That's great story. Yeah. That's really fun. So, uh, I, I appreciate all that. And, and, uh, do you take your five-year-old to like, has your five-year-old been immersed in this world, whether he wants to be or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does. He loves it. Yeah. Oh my God. He's so into it. I mean, New York, I'm sure it's different in Texas. And yeah. I was just there because my husband's from Houston, but New York is super strict, at least in theater about COVID. So zero to three and a half, yeah. which is when COVID started, he came, I mean, I was back to work at four, when he was four weeks old. Right. So he came everywhere. Um, and loves it, loves it. And then we shut down for a year and then we came back for a year, but they were really strict about visitors. So he's, yeah. he's like, what the heck? Like, I want to come back. Um, and it's just been recently that he's been able to visit the theater and he's so into it. He draws his own light plots. He draws ground plans, wow. you know, it, his yeah, own yeah, version yeah. of things, but it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Union approved. Uh, what part of Houston, <laughs> what part of Houston is your husband from? Do you know? He well, he grew up in Kingwood, okay. outside north, north northern yeah. Houston suburb, and but now his family's like inside the loop or whatever. Okay. Now his yeah, family's yeah. Good. in good. Uh, but I don't know what neighborhood they're you in. Got the I terms. don't know the name. Hey, inside the inside <laughs> the loop, it says a lot. So uh, okay. yeah, very good. Kingwood yeah. to inside the loop. All right. Usually it's the other way around uh, for Houstonians. It's like you kind of grow up near or inside the loop and then you, you're like, I'm going to go to the burbs. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think his parents were like, as, as children started to leave, they, they are like active and love, right. you know? So I think they gotcha. were like, we have to get closer to the action. Yeah, sa saves on travel time and gas money and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So you, you, you answered that uh, question about getting started in the performing arts. So that, that was great. Uh, so you kind of, uh, yeah, you did it very good. It's like we rehearsed it. Uh, you, you <laughs> sort of, um, touched on this a little bit. You didn't touch on the process itself, but you did talk about, you know, everybody finds their process. So in a nutshell, like if, if this were an elevator pitch, you know, uh, yeah. you, you have a little bit of time to tell us your process. What is it? I mean, you know, you don't have to go necessarily yeah. step by step, but kind of those big, big key moments there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm, I read the script, obviously listen to the music. I am bad at reading scripts. Like I have, I have to read them a couple of times. Actually, I really, really um, benefit from hearing it read or reading it out loud. Like I, I'm also a bad actor. So like, I don't always, like sometimes I'll read a script and I'll be like, I don't, I, this isn't a great play. And then I'll hear it read with some brilliant actors. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. So, um, you know, take the time with the script. Don't, I, I, I try to, you know, understand it and not rush. Um, 
which sometimes doesn't, you know, I don't have the chance. Sometimes yeah. I'm reading the script on the subway to the meeting. <laughs> um, but like, I do a lot of research. I I'd probably do less or don't do it as like, um, wholly as I used to do when I was younger. I was really, really attached to research when I was younger, visual research, um, going to paintings, going to fine art photographers, um, creating a sort of like storyboard of research images, sometimes scene by scene. I, I, I don't necessarily go that large. Maybe it might be like, this is act one, this is act two, or if it's like death of a salesman, like these are the fantasies, these are the reality, you know, like sort of major, major themes. But I, I, I do find visual research helpful. Um, I also find it helpful to talk about how I imagine the play looks with myself, like as if I'm alone, as if someone had a microphone was like, Jen, what's your idea? So I can sort of, it helps me not only um, verbalize and my idea, but also helps me solidify my idea because I now have to force to think about it. Sort of, you know, we were taught concepts in, at Purchase, like read the play, write your point of view, write a, we had to do a visual metaphor, you know, Blanches blooming through a, you know, branches, a rose frozen in ice. I mean, that's a bad one, but like, uh, so, and, but that really, that, that part of that, being able to verbalize the sort of poetry of light, um, is, is helpful in terms of figuring out what, what the idea is. So, uh, yeah, I like to do visual research. I like to, um, um, find what the, like, if I could talk about what the light is to my grandmother, she could imagine what it looks like, um, is a helpful sort of tool for me to find those adjectives that, um, at this point in my life, those adjectives are like, mean something in the light plot to me immediately. Like the adjectives I'm using, I know what kind of lights I need to use or where they need to be. Um, and depending on the director, like hopefully lots of conversations, sometimes not, you know, really depends. Some directors just want you to show up and like you cross your fingers that you've said the right things. You're on the same page. And some directors want to like meticulously talk through every detail. And, uh, I, I dig both. I dig both. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's funny how some directors, uh, it's, it's just, some directors don't know at all what they want from a lighting designer. Um, totally. Yeah. And so on every scale, like on every, like there are some big time directors who are genius that are like that. I've, you know, not that I've worked with tons of big time directors, but I'm like meeting more and more and I'm like, Oh, you really don't either care to talk about light or you just want to trust or you have no idea how to talk about light. Right. Yeah. And let's hope we're on the same page. Like, so yeah, it's always about like how, how to sync up with the director. Like it's, it's a game of like, you know, you have to have sort of a bunch of tools and like, okay, I'm going to use this with this direct. Like, so just as long as like the moonlight I'm talking about, is that the moonlight you're talking about? Like, are we talking about the same moonlight here? Um, yeah, it's funny. (laughs) I was going to say, it's funny you say, because I, on my undergrad was practically all, theater design and it was with Kevin Rigdon who uh is the head of design at the University of Houston and a Tony nominee from way back when um 
but yeah, so Kevin Rigdon used to say your blue is different than my blue. Um, and, right. and so you have to get to the kind of root of what a director, when they say, I, like you said, when they say I want moonlight or when they say I want blue or this or that, what is that to them? Because you might show them blue and they're going to be like, that's not at all what I was talking about. So totally. yeah. So it's yeah, I feel like, yeah, like thesaurus. Like, yeah, for me, like if I had to, <laughs> if I had to like design in a deserted island yeah. with like directors I didn't know and I had to bring two things, I would bring like, I don't know, some art anthology yeah. or like, and, and a thesaurus yeah. <laughs> so we could make sure we were on the same page. Not a wrench? You wouldn't bring a wrench? Like just to hang nah, out? Like a, just, nah, uh, I'd just... like hire some, yeah. some, uh, <laughs> someone else. <laughs> just all foot lighting. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, that's good. That, that, uh, you, you kind of, I love what you said about the script. Cause I actually just talked about this with my wife and she never knew this about me. Um, and I was told the key to marriage is to learn something new about your significant other every day. But anyway, ah, I digress. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's good. It's good. I learned that from a, from an old wise woman, but, um, uh, I, I told, I was telling my wife how it takes me a while to understand a script i can't i can't just read it once and then boom, be ready to go and so i i appreciate that you said that because now um you know my my style is uh justified so that's good uh have you ever been given yeah, a, have you're you ever, cool. thank you <laughs> thanks <laughs> good have you ever been given a script um that it just didn't click with you and you had almost zero and you don't need to name the script and you had almost zero ideas and then, like you said, you you walked into the table read or or that kind of first rehearsal for you, and that's when it was like, got it. Yes. Yeah. Totally has happened. Also, the other way where I've read a script and I'm like, crap, I don't connect to this, and I never did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it right. just, it just, yeah, it just you happens. know, never happened. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, so you you already you again you you did a, a very good job of answering the follow up question so i'm not going to ask you that but <laughs> oh uh, shit no 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 you did a great it was fine uh what so what are a few elements <clears throat> that to your process that still give you doubt <clears throat> and the 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 clarity that i was going to kind of give to you was again going back to kevin rigdon he always used to say and it's kind of imposter syndrome a little bit he always used to say i'm i'm waiting to walk into a theater and everybody find out I'm a fraud. And, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, mind you, he's mostly lighting and scenery. And with lighting, like we've already kind of alluded to, is that there's there's almost no wrong answer, um, you know, because it's it's uh, almost open to interpretation. But um, he would always... He I think would, I just... Oh, oh I, I, It keeps going in and out. <laughs> Wi-Fi, I think. It could you be. were saying he walks into the theater, yeah. he thinks he's an imposter. And he always he always wonders if, if somebody's going to eventually figure out. And even to this day, the man's in his late 60s, early 70s. I honestly don't know. I hope he's not listening. But um, but he, he still feels that he's, you know, going to uh, be found out, be, be you know, by a director and that they're just there to turn on some lights and turn them off kind of thing. So totally. is there is there an element to your process that kind of still gives you doubt uh, and makes you feel as though you kind of don't belong? Or is it all of it? Is it the entire thing? Always. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like I – it's funny. My husband's like, oh, we're at that part of the process when I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait till you're a genius. Yeah. Like, wait till – you know. Um, I mean, for me, in terms of like the worst part of the process ever, where I feel that the most, definitely day one of tech, like the first day. focus. I'm fine. 
meeting directors, I'm fine. Talking ideas, I'm fine. All of that stuff. The first day of tech is like miserable. Like I, I am, I, you know, I know this is obvious and I say this all the time, like, you know, students, but I'm like, the set designer gets a model. The costume designer can put on all the real clothes. The sound designer can play the cues. The video designer could like take a tiny projector and like project it onto the scenic model if they wanted to. I mean, that's a little bit of a stretch, but like the, you know, yeah, the sound designer can play all the sound cues. Like everybody can do everything in advance. And we have our, our poetry and our like, you know, Caravaggio's and like, (laughs) and (laughs) yeah. So, and also we're always behind, like if the set's behind lights behind, like we're always affected by, you know, the set might, everything's going to be further along. Typically. I mean, sometimes there are rare cases, but like, you know, everything affects the lighting schedule. So, right. Um, they won. I'm, I, 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 I'm uh, like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I mean, I do it. it, This is why the homework does help. Um, but I, I, I walk out of day one, like miserable. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to compose an image. I don't know how to lay out front light. I don't know. Like everything I in your own mind, in your own mind. Yeah. 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 In my own mind. Not that you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, in my mind, I'm doubting all of those things. Um, and then, and then day two, or at some point, I mean, it's funny. It's, it's shortening now. Like sometimes it'll happen in the midst of day one and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm back. I'm here. I am. I'm okay. Um, and then, and then the groove happens and then, and then it's better. And then it comes back again, the first run through when like you go back to the beginning and everything's terrible again and timings don't work, <laughs> you know, cause you didn't really take your time to tech this transition or whatever. Um, and I take it all personally yeah. and like, you know, judge myself that it's like, you know, it, it, it does get better. Like it's not, I was probably more insecure in my twenties than I am now, but it's still like day one is so so sad. Yeah. Day one is the worst day one of tech. Um, yeah. And then hopefully, I I, I mean, I, I feel like I don't leave a show that I'm not like pleased with like there, I'm sure there are rare circumstances that are out of my control, but I know I've done my best and, um, and that is reassuring too in the, in the day one. So in the real world though, you have, you have, tech and then previews and you get to kind of edit and finagle throughout all that correct totally so So like i'm yeah i've just like first preview audience is probably getting the worst version of the lighting (laughs) um and hopefully they don't know that but i know that yeah right (laughs) yeah so then but do you do you ever because like for me i've never uh designed in new york uh i've acted in new york but that's a different story but um (laughs) hair flip but uh (laughs) have you do you watch your own shows once it is out of previews once it is officially open and yeah do you like sit there and think oh i should have done this or have you already kind of fine tooth comb everything so you're you feel really good about it i like i hate to admit this but i think like i in I'm like taking mental notes on opening night. Like I'm like, Oh, I should have done that. Like I, I, I have a really hard time. Not that I'm not like happy with it, but I'm always like could tinker like, Oh, that could be one second faster. So it's like a self practice to just let it go. Let it go. Um, I, 
I haven't had a show that's run super long yet. Um, that's part of like <laughs> this this goal. But I have Strange Loop that's running right now. That's right. open ended, um, and that opened in April and still running. So we've and it's they've just released tickets to January. So like I feel like I will go back and check on it right. and like you know there's a lot of I only have two follow spots and there's a lot of isolated moments. So a lot of specials. And there are understudies going on. So I'm like curious to make sure that people are like finding their, it's a very dark show and you kind of have to find your, um, so I'm interested to go back and, and watch that and see how it's going. Um, but no, I usually don't go back (laughs) after it's better to just like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, and congratulations, by the way, I didn't open with that with, with the strange loop, but, um, you know, big, big moment for you. I, I do have a question that wasn't on the list. Yeah. Uh, bring it. Just out of curiosity, how does the notification of the nomination work? Like, I'm just curious how, how that works for you. Like, how do you a, find out you're yeah, nominated? Do they just send you an email and say, Hey, congrats. <laughs> you, you no, can. they, they do a, they do a live like YouTube announcement of all the nominees. So you so all find out that's how you together. find out. Yeah. Oh, so there's no, pr- so it's the same way we, so, the public finds out. Oh, wow. So I was in the, I was in the Delta Sky Club at like nine in the morning, flying from Boston to waiting for my flight out of Boston to come home. Wow. And I got there a little early just because I wanted to watch it. So I was just like, had my laptop open and I was like logging on and I got on right as like, because they start with scenic designers. Yeah. And my friend Arnolfo was nominated. Actually, all so many of my friends. It's the first time I'm like, oh, like a lot of these people are my friends yeah. and peers. And also, you know, people I love and admire, generation above me or whatever. But I was like weeping in the sky. It was just a beautiful <laughs> moment. Like I was just weeping in the sky club. People are having their early morning, like commuter coffee. I'm like... <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. That's really cool. That's how. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Sky Club. Uh, so uh, a few more questions, then I'm going to get you out of here so you can go entertain your five-year-old, and I guess I should do the Thanks. same. But uh, <laughs> you, And you kind of alluded to this as well, and, th- and that's good. Uh, it leads into this. Do you feel there's a right or wrong way of designing? I I don't. Okay. I mean, I think that like it's funny. I think that there's a helpful way to teach design and then I think that like all artists you take the skills that you, you know, you you take what is useful to you and maybe you innovate and yeah. and maybe you maybe you fail. Maybe you don't innovate. Maybe it, you know and and what is failing? I mean, I don't know. Like I think uh uh, in terms of art, that's probably not a thing. There's just right. people, there are people who like the way I light. I'm sure there are people that don't like the way I light. There's definitely lighting designers that are massive and I'm not, I don't necessarily do what they do or, or do it the way they do it. And they have a great career, you know? Um, so, uh, I would say probably in theater, which is a collaborative art form probably the biggest wrong way would be not to collaborate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with your, with your friends and colleagues, um, would be the easiest and most definable way to fail. Right. Um, but in terms of lighting design, 
I mean, I like to see people's faces, but like, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I think like not figuring out how to connect to the actor's face and facial expressions is helpful. And then also make that your, you know, fold into the artistic heightened experience of whatever that is you're doing is helpful. But no, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's a wrong way. Yeah. I think you, I think you like a, any painter is learning how to use the brushes and how to mix the paint is then I'm sure some extreme brilliant artist is going to take what they know and throw it out and figure out their own way. And, yeah. um, yeah. You, you made me think of something else. Have you ever, have you done like concert lighting, like for, uh, recording artists or music artists? Not intentionally i i was hired to do this like venue opening this huge venue opened and they hired me to like do do light light all these bands these amazing artists and uh it was so fun and i would love to do that again it was really yeah did you find that the reason i bring it up again selfishly bringing it up uh i i used to tour as a, as a lighting designer with, with an acapella group. And one of the things that their fans appreciated was that I have a theater background. And so they could, they could always see their faces of these guys that were singing to them and the expressions. And it was very, it was a very theatrical lighting for, for, you know, like not rock and roll, it was acapella, but you know, as close to rock and roll as acapella could be. So, uh, that's, that's just selfishly why I bring that up is because did you, did, <laughs> yeah. you, did you find yourself lighting them more theatrically rather than, you know, it's, it's tough to go to strobe lights all the time and, you know, f- quote flash and trash. Right. Um, well, I think if there's the New York connection is, is, is sad today. <laughs> well, say, so I lost you, but say you, you just, it was at the beginning of no, your I talk, said so. I, I, I like to call it flash and class. Okay. Like find your flashing class. Um, but like I, yeah, of course there's moments to deploy the flash and trash or the strobes. But I do think like, if you can't have the important key moments to connect to someone's face, I mean, that like gives you so like, that's, it's so, um, important, I think for actors and for the audience to even with music, with anything to, 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 and it doesn't mean it has to be bright as all get out, you know, it, it it can be really well done or, or, you know, really nuanced, but I do think like figuring out how to, you know, make sure someone, we can see someone's expressions, their eye sockets, their (laughs) eyebrow raise, you know, is, is also helpful to the lighting design, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, is there a style of theater that you prefer? Well, I used to love new plays, like yeah. weird new plays. That was like, I, I want to do all the weird new plays downtown. <laughs> um, as I grow up and like realize I need, like I have bills to pay and a family to raise. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I also like musical theater. <laughs> um, <laughs> that in New York can, can, can be a nice paycheck. Yeah. Um, but I, not always, not always. Um, but I, I like new work. I mean, I really do. And I like working with, interesting creative people so i would say like new work figuring out something new um is the best and and working with collaborators that like to play yeah do you dive into dance not really i did like i i sort of like i i have i do it i did some recently but like i'm not really 
plugged in. It's a different world. Yeah. 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 It's like a whole different set of designers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's very protective. (laughs) I've found. Yeah. I mean, I love watching it and I love what they do. I'm always like seeing like dance designers photos on Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, Ooh, that's so pretty. That's so pretty. But I don't take away from it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last question for you. It's a big one. So uh, you have to be self, you have to analyze self analysis here. Uh, where do you still feel you can grow as an artist? <laughs> um, I pulls it pulls out the scroll of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Seriously, um, let's get my therapist on the line. No, just kidding. Uh, I, I think I, I mean, so many ways. Yeah, sure. Um, in in terms of like art, art. I mean, there's lots of practical ways I can improve, which sure. is I am really slow to generate the light plot. Like my light plots are always a week late. If you know, like I'm, I, it takes me a while to get started. Um, so I would say definitely I could start, know that better about myself and start sooner. So, so I'm not rushing at the end, uh, to, to, to hit a deadline. I mean, something I think I overcame already is like I used to be really resistant to what felt like a bad idea. I'm doing air quotes, like from a director or collaborator. Um, like, no, I know it's not supposed to be that. And I think I've start like I'm much better now at trying, like, yeah, just saying yes, yeah, right. let's try it. Um, because they're responding to something. I think some people just try to be prescriptive in how to solve it. But sometimes you learn from that, you know, you learn from what they're, you know, it's wrong and you're going to go down that path, but like it might reveal something else to you or it might simply reveal that they were right and right. You're, you you should have tried it. Um, so I try to continue to remember that because my like strong-willed instinct sometimes is to just know, you know, feel like I know and also feel rushed in the room. Like, we're going to run out of time or I'm not going to have time to light the big end of act two or whatever. If we try this thing I know is wrong, that's going to take an hour and we're going to have to undo it. But I would say 70 to 90% of the time, it's a worthy task right. to like to, to respond positively and um, attempt whatever it is. And uh and a small percentage of the time, you're right. You aren't going to light act two, and and you need to shut that idea down. And yes, that, that like that is part. But I think remembering, allowing time for creative process with your collaborators and being generous to their questions, um, and not feeling like I know it all or I my plan is the right way. Um, or reading into questions. I mean, it's all psychology, really. It's like, oh, these are things I'm working on. You know, reading into someone's suggestion, trying to assume I know what they're asking. Like not, you know, sometimes can be like, well, no, it's not that. And they're like, no, that's not what I was asking. Um, So I think um, continually practicing to be like generous and open to my collaborators and not defensive and uh, and hitting my deadlines. (laughs) 